It's Christmas Eve and I've only wrapped two fucking presents. Christmas Eve and I've only wrapped two fucking presents. And I hate, hate, hate your guts. I hate, hate, hate your guts. And I'll never talk to you again. Unless your dad will serve me. I'll never talk to you again. Unless your mom will touch me. I'll never talk to you again. Turn it into a song. I'll never talk to you again. I'll never talk to you again. Hello and welcome. You are listening to Modern Beers and 90s Nostalgia. My name is Justin Lamb and I am your host always and forever. If I die and someone else takes over this show, damn it, they better change the title because I am the man that you will listen to while you're sleeping. Got a little off track there. Hi, uh, this is episode 12. It is, oh geez, a week, week before Christmas. Hope you guys are getting your shopping done, or already done already, already already, and one more time, already. Got a quick, beautiful episode for you today, where I want to just remind you of a few things. And uh, first and foremost, in the beer department, I want to remind you to go out to your local brewery, find out what's going on there. Because even if they're distributed and you buy them in the stores, you're going to find special secret brews you didn't even know existed. So head out there and tell me what you find. In fact, right now, tell me what you found so far this year. What's your favorite beer been this year? Is it a a fall, is it a winter beer? Have you been waiting until March of this next year to have your favorite thing only released in the spring? Let me know what it is. Find a picture of it online and send it to me on Instagram at beersin90s. I will will re-gram it. How do you, what do you call that? It's retweet on Twitter. Yeah, we'll say it's re-gram. I'm not hip with the kids, so I don't know all the terminology. But send it to me. I'll, I'll give it a post. We'll get some opinions, and if we can find it, we'll get on an upcoming episode. Good times for everyone to have. But we are going to talk about the beers you can get at breweries right now. I'll be able to find in stores, specifically one brewery local to me, and I'll go over it in a moment. And, are you excited? I'm going to tell you about some Christmas toys, because Christmas is right around the corner. And Hanukkah is currently happening, depending on when you're listening to this. So let's talk about some toys that come around in the 90s this time of year. Everybody wanted, and maybe the the cool kid got, the rich kid got, or maybe the poor kid got it before it was cool, and now the rich kid has it. Who knows? I'm I'm not good with social constructs. But let's talk about those toys. Let's talk about this beer, the one I'm drinking right now, which I shortly... And let's have a grand old time. Enjoy your December half hour here with me. I'm Justin Lamb, and thank you for listening. So I do want to talk about the beers you can get at breweries as opposed to in their distribution. Uh, I had a great week in that retrospect. No, I had a great week as far as that goes. Uh, Earlier this week, I was at Roke Brewing, which is in Royal Oak, Michigan. I will share that with you in a moment. That's going to be our featured beer this week. And just earlier today, I was at Founders Brewing, picking up my bottles of Canadian Breakfast Stout, also known as CBS. Very limited release that you can get probably once every three years, maybe. Please correct me if I'm wrong. I look forward to your criticism. And uh, there were a number of other beers that they were brewing at their new Detroit location that you cannot get anywhere else except for the brewery. So 
these things happen all the time at breweries. You get special editions, um, even well-distributed uh, breweries where you go to like Founders and Bells in Michigan, um, all over the country. I'm sure when you go to Stone in California, there are these beers, New Belgium, Colorado. I'm going to stop because I'll keep going forever. But you can get beers at the brewery that you cannot get in bottles and cans in other parts of the state or the country. So you can always have a really unique experience if you go to a brewery itself, as opposed to just relying on what you can get at the store from your favorite brewery. This week, I went to Roke Brewing in Royal Oak. Uh, their flagship beers include Devil Dog Oatmeal Stout, our uh, Power Boat, which I believe is their IPA or their lager. Either way, it's one of the two. Uh, they have a number of beers you can find locally in Michigan here, but... Um, one beer that you cannot find is a version of their Devil Dog. It is an oatmeal stout still, sure, but get this. It is a French toast oatmeal stout, and that is what I'm drinking right now, and this is absolutely delicious. Uh, if you were a fan of the cereal, I know they still make it, but I don't believe anything is made the same way today that it was in the 90s. Thanks, GMOs. Uh, if you were a fan of French Toast Crunch, the spinoff of Cinnamon Toast Crunch by the same makers... This beer is that cereal personified into a stout. It is absolutely delicious. Um, you you get that rich maple syrup kind of taste uh, on top of the typical oatmeal stout flavor you get from their uh, flagship beer, Devil Dog. And then you have, I don't want to say eggy. I don't think it's eggy, even though I guess that would make the most sense. But it's no, it's not eggy. Um, it's, but it's breakfasty. It's French toasty. And so maybe it is eggy. Maybe that's the flavor I'm looking for and can't describe. Either way, it is absolutely delicious. Uh, like I said, it reminds me of French Toast Crunch from Cinnamon Toast Crunch back in the 90s. Um, or if you liked uh, Waffle Crisp, that cereal, same thing. Very high in the maple syrup flavor. That content comes through very strong. But it has a really nice base and background with the oatmeal stout. Uh, which has a f strong flavor in itself of your, your typical uh, oatmeal stout flavor, really. A lot of brewers that do an oatmeal stout, that base is pretty much the same across the board. And this isn't any different, but when you add that French toast flavor on top of it, it's absolutely amazing. It is 8.5%, so you might want to pace yourself depending on your tolerance and time of day. I know it's called French toast stout, but we don't recommend drinking it with breakfast unless you've had a rough day or a great day. Anything in between, though. Maybe skip that. Okay? David Lee Roth lights the menorah. So do James Conkirk, Douglas, and the late Dinosaurus. Guess who eats together at the Carnegie Deli? Bowser from Shanana and Arthur Fonzarelli. <laughs> Paul Newman's half Jewish. Goldie Hawn's half too. Put them together. What a fine looking Jew. You don't need deck the halls or jingle bell rock. Cause you can spin a dreidel with Captain Kirk and Mr. Spock. Both Jewish. Put on your yarmulke. It's time for Hanukkah. The owner of the Seattle Supersonicas. Celebrate. So we talked about limited edition beers that you can only get at the brewery. 
I also want to talk about limited edition TV movies or cartoons that we might have seen pop up when we were kids. Uh, maybe you forgot about them. Some predated the 90s that I'm going to get into, but others came in the 90s. And you know, you never really saw it. And you see it a lot more now, uh, especially stuff like Toy Story. Toy Story has Halloween special and a Christmas special. But growing up, uh, we always had some staples. So the Charlie Brown Christmas special. I know it's been around for years, but that is definitely something that I grew up with. Uh, Charlie Brown, that fucking blockhead, man. Trying to get a piece of crap tree. Save Christmas. It's not going to work, Charlie Brown. You need a good tree. That was a, That's what I got out of it. And I might need to rewatch it. Uh, we were sitting down, we being me and my wife, the other night, watching the Santa Claus classic movie i could do a whole episode on that maybe i will next christmas or hey maybe next week on christmas eve when you're listening to this that'll be about santa claus i can't tell you you can't tell me no one's gonna know until it actually happens but we were watching that and there was a preview before it for a beauty and the beast christmas movie now i don't recall ever hearing about this or knowing it existed and my wife didn't either but she immediately uh began to freak out and look online and I was the one that found it on Amazon, and we will have it at our doorstep within two days. Because, you know, that's what happens when you find something you liked as a child. You order it immediately. And that's what creates debt, folks. Start a podcast about the 90s, you will go into debt. Because you will find things like action figures and magic cards and tiny little goblins. The goblins don't have anything to do with it, but they're here. They're staring at me. So you will go online and you'll buy these crazy old things like a Beauty and Beast Christmas special you didn't know existed, but apparently came out when you were a child and you were obsessed with the movie Beauty and the Beast. Once again, talking about my wife, not about me. However, if there was like an Aladdin Christmas special, I would jump on that shit immediately. Love me some Aladdin. Lion King, sure. Pocahontas, yeah. Good stuff. I can sing those words just around the river bend. But um, other Christmas specials that came out that you'd... Someone that's incredibly difficult to find anywhere. Uh, The Ewoks animated Christmas special. Well, there was an animated one. And then I am told either by my memory or by someone I know that there was a real life Ewok uh, Christmas special. Pretty sure there was only an animated one. Either way, uh, it aired one year and then you never really saw it again. Somebody has that or has a link to find it. Send it to me at beers and nineties. Love to know, love to find it, watch it. And, uh, who knows? Maybe it'll actually be awesome. And with star Wars just coming out this week. It's a good time to look up old vintage star Wars Christmas specials, specifically Ewoks and droids hanging out, enjoying each other's company. <laughs> Maybe getting a little frisky after the eggnog. Santa baby, just slip a guitar under the tree for me. As I mentioned, Star Wars did come out this week, if you're listening to this in time. Star Wars Episode 8, I believe, is what we're on now. Uh, The Last Jedi. 
Great movie. If you haven't seen it, go see it. If you didn't like it, tell me why. I'm seriously curious why. I actually avoided all the trailers and news and reviews and just went and saw it uh, blindly without any expectations outside of what you would expect from the first one. And I liked it. Liked it a lot. Answered a few questions, created some more questions, didn't answer some questions. Typical Star Wars movie, really. But I, uh, like my best friend Chad, who you have heard on this podcast before, I stuck with Star Wars a bit too long as far as the toys go. I had Star Wars action figures um, and got them as gifts up until, I want to say, 13, 14? All I know is my friends outside of my direct circle did not still have toys they were playing with. They were like, let's go play football. And I was like, why play football when I can pretend this guy has a fucking lightsaber? Get your shit together. So I got Star Wars toys, played with Star Wars toys. I loved it. If they had a play set that didn't exist, like, a, a, I don't know, some cantina on Tatooine, if you will, I would just get a cardboard box, a bunch of tape, some scissors, razor blade, and, you know, kill myself. That's not true. I would create that myself by uh, just making it. Imagination's crazy, huh? I like to think that I still have some, but I'll be damned if kids don't have more than me. Sucks growing up, folks. But I did get Star Wars toys uh, for quite a while into the later preteen and even maybe the first or two, first one or two years of my teen years. And one of the best ones I got, uh, one of the last ones I got, the Millennium Falcon playset. You can find it in your 1995 Sears Wish book. That's right, folks. But it was a Star Wars electronic Millennium Falcon. This is a big play set where the cockpit cover came off. You could seat two people there. The back cover came off and you could seat a bunch of little characters back there. There's a little table that they played. Uh, chess or whatever you want to call that game in the movie there's a little gun on top and the satellite dish and you could put the guy sitting there so he could fire the gun uh, this retailed at $49.99 guys it took two C batteries so you might want to go get those if you don't already have them also you might want to check eBay for this because you're not going to find it at a Sears also you might want to find a different store because Sears don't typically exist anymore but uh, it was amazing it was one of many vehicles you could get at the time. Another one that I had, the X-Wing. This is, a, like I said, early mid-90s. The Star Wars re-release when they put them back in theaters uh, right before the Phantom Menace release. So you got uh, all three of the original trilogy. And then Phantom Menace in 1999, the second top-grossing film of the 90s, which also featured goddamn Jar Jar Banks. I mean, seriously, get your shit together. At one time, uh, I defended Phantom Menace, and can't do that anymore. Can't really defend any of those episodes one through three. The more I watched them, the less they made sense. I'm just saying, if Yoda knew Chewbacca, when he saw him again later in life, wouldn't he be like, oh, Chewbacca, yeah, that's my bro. Yeah, he would. That's just how, that's how things work, but nope. Never happened. Stupid movies. TIE Fighter, never had a TIE Fighter. I believe, though, if you hit a button on the TIE Fighter, the whole thing blew up as if it got shot. They always did that with the, uh, the Imperial stuff, but never with the Rebel stuff. I think the toys favored the Rebels, which, you know, can't blame them. Rather have Ben Kenobi and Han Solo over Darth Vader. Yeah, I said it. What are you going to do? 
climb through your speakers and get me? Too bad. This is pre-recorded. You wouldn't find me in time. Um, great stuff, though. Star Wars, one of the many action figures I have entirely too many of still in a box somewhere, and one of the action figures I looked forward to getting every Christmas. And action figures were something very common with me. Uh, that was my toy of choice. A lot of kids like cars. Uh, I don't recall going through a car phase outside of Micro Machines. But action figures, always huge. And action figures, if you know, this is uh, for the guys out there. Or you know what, girls? Maybe you were like, fuck Barbie. I want a goddamn G.I. Joe. I don't know. I don't know who you are. I'm not judging you. But guys, uh, girls, whoever, if you got action figures for Christmas, your birthday, they were wrapped in a very specific way. So... Action figures came on a cardboard backing, and there was a plastic bubble. Um, there's a word for that I can't think of right now. But a oh, blister pack is what it was called. And there's a so the plastic bubble was glued to the front of the cardboard, and in that bubble was the action figure, and then any weapons or toys or whatever else came with it. But so you couldn't wrap this very well because it wasn't a like rectangle or a square. It was this flat piece of cardboard with this bubble sticking out in the bottom right corner it wasn't centered or anything it was very very strange so if you ever had one under the tree you knew exactly what it was and there's only two ways to wrap it the one the single action figure you get and you wrapped it and you knew what it was i mean you could hold it up and be like this is a freaking action figure uh, and then if you got two they would put them one upside down on top of the other and then it would be more like a rectangle but you could just feel the sides and be like oh it's hollow because there's just two pieces of plastic on the inside, done. So parents out there that are getting their kids stuff right now, you guys know exactly what I'm talking about. It's, it's, there's only one way to wrap an action figure, unless you have two, and then you wrap it that way and you still can tell what it is, unless your kid's stupid. And come on, you don't have a stupid kid, do you? No judgment, but do you? Anyway, so they were always wrapped a certain way, but the mystery still remained, because if you were like me, like I mentioned, I had Star Wars toys, X-Men toys, G.I. Joe's, uh, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves action figures. I actually have a fucking Jurassic Park action figure, which is terrible because it's based on the movie, but the, the none of the characters actually looked like the characters in the movie. Action figure, long way. I think that one they totally phoned in. They're like, I don't use a, I don't know, Robin Hood's head in the body of a fucking G.I. Joe and call it a child. It's very strange. But... Uh, the mystery was still there because even though you knew there was an action figure in there, you didn't know which one it was. It could be a Star Wars one. It could be a G.I. Joe. It could be X-Men, X-Force, whatever. Captain Planet, God forbid, could have been any of them. So you still got that little bit of surprise on Christmas morning, unless you were a little stinker, as my mom would like to say, because she was a good mother and didn't say things like little shithead, like I would probably say. Um, you might have peeled back just the tiniest bit of paper because as a kid you know exactly what each one of those pieces of packaging looks like so if you just saw the corner of a box you'd be like oh gi joe bro i knew that or oh clearly that is wolverine at issue number four with the claws that retract that one you know what i'm talking about always a surprise always a mystery always a good time And the final mystery. 
what is in your frickin' stocking? Now, one thing I've learned over the years of having a wife and her family and previous girlfriends and going to friends' houses and talking to each other after Christmas from when I was a child till today, and my friends having their kids and trying to keep up their own traditions, is everybody does stockings differently. Sure, there's almost always candy in your stocking, but what else goes in your stocking seems to be different across the board. And I would love to know what you got. What is something you specifically remember getting in your stocking when you were a kid? Go ahead. Tell me right now. I'll wait. Just uh, go to Google on your phone. This will play in the background. You can you can get out of this. Just keep going. Just, yep. Hit your home button. Good. No. Hey, hit your home button. Okay. Now go to Google. Now I don't know if you have the app or the phone. I can only see so much into your life. Uh, the, the, I'm sorry, the app or the browser. Are you there? Okay, so you're, you're at Google. Okay, good. Now, uh, type in the toy you're thinking of, or whatever it is. Maybe it's a facial cream. Something you remember getting in your stocking as a kid. Type that into Google. Do your image search there. I'm, I'll wait. I know your, your Wi-Fi connection sucks, so just do that real quick. You're in Google. You're typing in that memory that you have. Come on. Images. Good. Now, if you can't find exactly what you're looking for there in your image search, just uh, pick that first thing and then go to, uh, well, yeah, save it. Okay, save it or do a screenshot, either one, that's fine. I'm waiting. I mean, it, I would really appreciate it if you just did this. I'm spending some time here. Okay, good, you have it. So go, go to Facebook now. It's the other, no, you have to, yeah, hit your home button again. Find Facebook, there you go. Okay. Now, if you go to Facebook and then you look up at Beers and 90s, you probably already like the podcast, right? Maybe if you don't, this is a perfect chance to do so. Go to at Beers and 90s, post a picture of what you just got. You just hit that, yeah, no, right, just right like that. Hit the photo button. Yep, select that photo you just did the screenshot or you saved. Perfect. And then just post it. You want to add a little caption? Tell me what it is if it's, if it's strange. That's fine. See, I'm glad we took this time to do that. Because now what we're going to do is start a conversation. It's going to be perfect since it's a week before Christmas and we can all get a good idea of what people put in their stockings. Because some stuff's really weird. I mean, I don't remember getting much more than candy and like, you know, your quarter machine type toys. Like bouncy balls and crap like that. Or maybe, uh, what's the paddle with the ball? Bing, 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 bing. You know what I'm talking about. Little stupid crap like that. The stuff that like your parents in the 50s got and were like, oh my God, this is the biggest advance in toys in 400 years. Uh, and then all of a sudden, like we discovered plastics and it was amazing. So that's the kind of weird crap I'd get. And as I grew up with my wife's family, they do uh, some, some hygiene products sometimes. You might get a, I don't know, dental floss or lotion. Stocking's a weird place. Gift cards go in there, apparently. I always got gift cards and cards, I think, growing up. Very strange, but let me know. Let me know something you remember getting in your stocking as a kid and uh, post it on there. I just gave you all the time in the world to do so, so I hope you do that and check it out and we'll talk some more about it. Let's start the conversation, folks. Bells will be ringing This sad, sad news Oh, what a Christmas
And finally, on this lovely cold Christmas episode, cold because the the snow outside, not cold because I'm cold. Do you think I'm cold? No. Come on. Uh, finally, though, I want to talk about. Uh, I'm doing a Christmas photo challenge via Instagram, Facebook, and whatnot. And one of the things is a uh, lost Christmas memory or your favorite Christmas memory or something along those lines. And I want everyone to think about what they did for Christmas when they were growing up. And a lot of things, you know, it, sometimes your family is so wrapped in the tradition that that didn't change. Uh, sometimes it changes drastically. I have friends whose parents divorced when they were four, like me, or parents that divorced when they were 18. Uh, your Christmas traditions can really get shaken by that. And when you have your own family, maybe you're having kids right now, or you already have kids and you've created your own traditions and they've kind of interrupted or broken previous traditions you had with the rest of your family. Uh, what are those? I'd love to know. I'd love to share those uh, stories with me and so I can share them with everybody else and find out what everybody's Christmas tradition is. Um, my personal favorite Christmas tradition that no longer exists. Um, Christmas Eve, my mother would have a bunch of people over, family friends and family as well, and make a bunch of food. And we would always joke about how she was a crazy person right up until the minute the doorbell rang with the first guest. And then she was, uh, as she liked to put it, Becky Homecky, uh, hostess with the mostess, if you will, and throw this amazing party with family and friends and I would always try to impress everybody by cleaning my room for the first time that year and bringing people in and being like check out this new poster I got yeah it's called a magic eye poster it's pretty fucking sweet maybe you've heard of it seen it at the mall yeah I own one so obviously out to impress uh, and then I would sneak into my brother's room and you know like scribble on one of his posters and be like oh what'd you do dumbass because that's the kind of shitty brother I was. And then we would all hang out and the adults would all get drunk and I would be none the wiser. And that would go right up until I went to bed. And woke up the next morning and some people stayed the night and had Christmas morning and other people went home and it was the best. And uh, obviously as we grow up, we all get different houses, start our own families. Um, in my case, you know, on top of those situations, my childhood home is sold because people move on and grandparents pass and wah 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 don't mean for this to be a sad story but uh traditions traditions are pretty pretty important and we kind of have our own traditions now me and my wife and and some of the stuff that her family does i do with them and i'd like to know what your guys traditions are so you can uh shoot me an email at justin at justinlandmusic.com or go to justinlandmusic.com, just comment on the uh, podcast blog for this episode. Or tweet me, Instagram or Facebook, at beersand90s, that's B-E-E-R-S-A-N-D-9-0-S. And let me know what your traditions are. I would love to know more about you guys. I get a whole bunch of listeners every week, and I appreciate it from the bottom of my heart, but I don't know anything about you guys, and I want to make you part of the conversation. So reach out. I know I asked a lot from you this episode, but tell me what kind of beers are you finding at your breweries? What kind of stuff did you find in your stocking? What kind of action figures were you into? Presents did you like? And what holiday traditions 
or your favorite that you either still do or don't do anymore. If you don't do them anymore, what stopped it? Let me know. Because we were all children at the same time. 90s. The 90s were a great time. A time of change. A time where the internet was born. Scary time. But I'm going to keep drinking this French toast oatmeal stout from Roque Brewing. And looking at my Sears wish book as I do this time of year. And might even go uh, rewatch the Santa Claus. But either way, I'm going to keep up my traditions. You guys keep up yours. Let me know what they are. I look forward to hearing from you. Beers in 90s. JustinLandMusic.com I'll talk to you soon. Stay safe. Drink often. Don't drive. But occasionally drive with your eyes closed. See if that does anything. I'm just, you know, you know it's wrong. How dangerous can it be? Okay. Bye-bye. Well, I guess it's not cool to freak on Christmas Eve Because the cops came and arrested me They had an unfair advantage And even though the jail didn't have a tree Christmas came a night early Because a guy named Bubba unwrapped my package It's Christmas time again